Welcome back to the Front Office Podcast Fridays. We're here with a special guest, Alex Kajawa, who works with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Alex, how's it going today? I'm living the dream, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on. You know, got a chance to listen to the first episode and definitely honored to be here and, and looking forward to chatting with you guys. Yeah, no doubt. We're really excited to have Alex today. Victor and I uh, will be able to ask a little bit about some of his experiences in getting him his role now as the junior membership development specialist with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we're super excited to be able to learn from you, Alex. And honestly, the first thing I wanted to kind of touch on right from the start here is I was able to kind of look a little bit through kind of your LinkedIn and one of the things that really kind of stood out to me was the fact that you really enjoy the aspect of your job of giving people the best experience you can possibly have. And I think that's a really good trait and characteristic to have for wanting to get a position in sports. Um, for you, Alex, you know, in getting your role with the Cavs, what kind of role did giving the other people great experience kind of have and, um, you know, landing you the position that you have now? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I kind of knew at an early age, I'm a very talkative person. So I knew at a very early age, I wanted to be in some sort of client-facing role uh, in the sports industry. I know, you know, I thought I was going to be on sports radio. So instead of uh, talking with people calling in, uh, talking sports, I'm talking with our season ticket holders. So it, it's been a fantastic opportunity for me uh, in delivering a great experience. You know, sports have been a big part of my life uh, ever since I was young. Uh, my dad's a high school football coach and teacher. Grew up on the sidelines, you know, being a T-boy, water boy, you name it. Uh, I've always been around it. So I've always kind of understood the value of, you know, some of those things that, you know, sports can provide. And I think uh, in our current role, sometimes we take for granted some of the unique opportunities and the things that we get to do. Uh, and I think the cool way of looking at it is, you know, we're taking care of people when they're away from their jobs. Uh, we're giving them an outlet and an escape to, to get away, spend time with their family and friends. So I think the big thing with that is just being consistent, coming with a smile on your face and taking care of people uh, and just being genuine. It goes a long way. So I get a lot of unique opportunities to do that in my role, whether it's talking with people that are sitting up in the last row of uh, our, our 200 level that we call Loudville, or if we're talking about people that, uh, you know, got their feet on the hardwood, you get to interact with a lot of different people and, and, you know, impact a lot of different people's lives. So it's, uh, you know, sometimes tough to, to understand that, you know, at the time, but you never want to lose sight of the impact that you can make. So it's, uh, it's been awesome. Definitely good reminders too, in terms of, you know, working in sports, we all come to it because we're so passionate about it. You mentioned some of your background, getting in sports when you were at such a young age and now being able to, you know, kind of live it out in the front office of a professional sports team can be really rewarding. And, uh, you know, being able to make that impact along the way is what really kind of caps it off for you at the end of the day. So kind of diving deep a little bit into some of your background that you kind of touched on there a little bit more. So I know you had the opportunity at Carroll University to be a part of the athletic marketing internship. And I was interested to kind of hear some of your kind of reflection on your experience that you were able to have in college. I know a lot of our listeners, um, you know, are current college students or recent graduates. So, um, you know, what was kind of that experience like for you in terms of some of your first experiences? Is, uh, working in sports while in college? Yeah, I took a unique, interesting path. So I went to Carroll University. Not a lot of people have heard of it. It's a smaller division three school right outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, the big thing about that is, uh, you know, maybe I didn't have some of those larger scale opportunities in a large division one athletic department or doing different things there. But the one huge advantage that I tried to, uh, you know, take advantage of while I was at Carroll was just getting involved in literally anything I could possibly do. Uh, right off the bat. I knew coming in, I wanted to work in sports. 
especially at the Division Three level, similar to maybe minor league sports, you're going to wear a lot of different hats, right? You got to have the you know mentality that no job's kind of beneath you, uh, and you know just have that palms up mentality. So starting out with them, you know, I was able to do a lot of different things. I was the PA announcer for our baseball team. Uh, you know, I, I worked as a, a guy that helped out with our sports information uh, department. So I was calling out live stats for volleyball. I was calling out live stats for basketball. Uh, I was doing all sorts of different things. I know you mentioned the marketing end. Uh, we had something called our pile proud game of the week. So I would get together with um, one of our GAs and go over a little script. I'd write a little script. I'd interview people from all sorts of different sports. I'd give my best Joe Buck impersonation and get everybody fired up for the, the Carroll University Carthage game that's on ESPN that night. Just kidding, not on ESPN, but I mean, I got to get involved with a lot of different things. Uh, and I think that was the most important thing that I tried to take to my advantage is, you know, where can I help? Where can I gain experience? What do I like? What do I not like? Um, I think just putting yourself out there and trying to get involved as much as you can is something you have the ability to do, whether at the division three level or division one level, um, what that scale or position might be is obviously going to vary, but I just tried to put myself out there, do as much as I can. Um, I also played division three football at Carroll as well. So I stayed busy, you know, I got involved and I think by having that in of actually being a part of the athletic department myself as an athlete, uh, opened up a lot of doors as well, but long story short, I got involved, made some sacrifices, but in the process got to kind of learn, Hey, what do I like? What do I not like? Uh, and that really kind of helped mold me towards uh, the career path I'm on now. Yeah, Alex, I'm really glad to hear you kind of summarize that at the end, because you mentioned a lot of different experiences you're able to have with communications, marketing, you know, being an athlete. So, um, you know, all those things are able to kind of help you more determine, you know, what kind of career path you want. And obviously, given how things have kind of played out for you early in your career, now focusing in on the sales side with the Cavs, I also wanted to hear a little bit more about the Milwaukee Bucks Sales Academy experience that you're able to have. And, um, you know, obviously, that was something that you enjoyed and had a favorable impression on, um, you know, just given the fact of how um, you know, some of your early career has turned out so far. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks have, have been a tremendous organization for me. Um, you know, even leading up to that sales academy, got the opportunity to help out, you know, with them on game nights and 50-50 raffle, you know, yelling my head off, trying to trying to sell some tickets there or helping out with another you know, sales ops team or marketing, doing some different things with them leading up to the sales academy. But the sales academy was great. It was a multi-week program where Tom Lacombe, Aaron Simmons, who are two of the best in the business, uh, were able to help out myself and other students and really give us kind of a firsthand look of what sales looks like. I mean, we started from the ground and, and worked our way up uh, all the way to doing a mock call with one of our mentors with the Bucks. It was a tremendous program. Uh, and like you said, Ryan, I think it did a really good job of just laying out, hey, this is what sales looks like. This is kind of a small uh, snippet at it. And is this something that you want to do? I think for some of my classmates, it was eye-opening with them going, no chance, I want to do this. And then some of them were like, you know, sales, is it used car selling? What is it? Oh, not even close. Like, I like this a lot. So I think that program is something that the Bucks have really leveraged uh, widespread. I think they even do some remote stuff with different organizations or, or excuse me, different universities outside of Wisconsin. But it was eye-opening. It was very, very helpful. It was insightful. And honestly, that really kind of helped solidify that sales was the route I wanted to pursue, uh, you know, post-college. So I owe that program a lot and I owe them a lot because uh, it certainly kind of helped pave the way for me. 
Yeah, it's funny you say that, Alex, because I actually did the Box Sales Academy as well, and it was virtual. Oh, man. Uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't able to go to, of course, the facility and everything, but you could tell who was more passionate on having a sales career, and then the people who were just there to to put on their resume. And um, you know, it kind of leads me into the next question of the the clubhouse, where you know, if you could talk about that clubhouse internship, and I know a lot of our listeners go on there to find you know mentors as well as you know find tips and tricks for for sales as well as their positions. Do you could just go on and explain on how that internship really helped you, uh, of course, network your way through the industry? So the clubhouse was tremendous. I mean, as you guys know, uh, incredibly powerful in terms of being able to connect with different people. Uh, and oftentimes, a lot of us, you know, have, have cold outreach to a lot of these different people that we want to connect with. The platform does all the work for you, you know, it, it, it schedules the call for you. It helps, um, you know, get you set up with a lot of very powerful people in the industry through the app. So uh, the clubhouse was great. Uh, as far as for me, you know, that was something that was an unpaid internship. It was remote, uh, but I had the opportunity to learn from Bob Hamer, who I think everybody, if you've been on LinkedIn, uh, you know, looking to break into the sports industry has seen his name pop up. Uh, Bob's incredible. You know, he was able to give me an opportunity uh, to do that. And, you know, I was able to do that remote internship, even at a point in time in college where, I maybe had to get a little bit more money. I was working at a, a washer and dryer factory and then doing a lot of that stuff in the evenings or early in the mornings for Bob. Um, but it gave me a really great opportunity to, you know, kind of helps build something from scratch. You know, we were able to increase the growth of our, our following base, uh, you know, not just for me, but of course, all the work and different things that we did eventually. Uh, you know, and it was, a, it was a really, really powerful experience for me. Uh, with that being said, you know, of course, the different people there, Josh Belkoff at the time and Bob and some of the other people I was able to build quality relationships with them. Um, as, as we've talked about, the Rolodex and contacts within the sports industry is a lot smaller than you think. So those are some powerful people who are able to help, you know, put me in contact with a lot of different mentors that I have today and different people in the industry. And um, it, it was just a great experience. It was something where I knew from a very young age that social media maybe wasn't the route that I wanted to pursue full-time uh, in the industry. However, it was an experience. It was you know, something I maybe wasn't comfortable with. I think I grew a lot from it. Um, and with that being said, I was able to, to really network with some great people as well. So although it maybe wasn't what I wanted to do long-term, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I learned a ton from it. I was able to meet some incredible people in the process, and I'm proud of what we were able to to kind of help build and continue to grow there. So uh, it was great. Yeah, it's great you say that. I mean, that's where I started a network. I didn't know where to go. And um, hopefully it might have been even you that, you know, posted something about the clubhouse and I saw it. And, you know, from there as a person who's never networked in his life and uh, <laughs> had bumps on the way, it was a good way to go on there and see who people, you know, see the industry and how, you know, sports professionals are trying to give back to, to people like us in our situation and everything. And it kind of leads into, you know, the next thing of, of before working in sports podcasts, where from those connections on, on clubhouse, I was able to find, you know, before working in sports and I really actually shaped me to be more interested in the sales career path because of the podcast that you and the others do and everything. So I wanted to hear a little bit more on, first of all, how that got started and um, you know, what's uh, what's the plans from, 
you know, now until later and kind of, you know, the big takeaway of um, being able to, of course, network with all those professionals as well. Well, we're going to have to get the band back together. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, you know, ever since starting full time here with the Cavaliers and really getting into our role and in season, I have a, a newfound respect for podcasters like you guys who mm -hmm. are making uh, time for it. We got, we got to get it rolling, but it was an, it, it was great. How it really started was Max Scheiman and I uh, got together during COVID, like many of us, uh, and we're kind of thinking, what can we do to continue to stand out? What can we do to network with different people? And how can we kind of stay on top and be proactive during this challenging time? Uh, we got a group of people together, you know, kind of had a different call of just getting to know one another, learning about people's careers. We stayed on there for probably four or five hours. Max and I were, you know, some of the last couple of people left uh, along with Walker and kind of like, what can we do? Like, let's start a podcast. You know, let's just do something different. Why not? You know, we, we all know a decent amount of people in the industry. Let's do something unique. Um, and with that, you know, you're able to kind of pull off each other's network um, and in the process, just learn from people. You know, I, we were able to get some really, uh, you know, incredible people on from different vice presidents to people that are in our shoes, kind of in the entry level to anything in between, um, you know, to kind of pick their brain, learn about their career path. And I think the, the big thing that we can all agree on is, there's no cookie cutter way to get to where you want to go. You know, I, for me, just a brief little background on me, I started in minor league baseball. My first ever job working in sports is I worked with our stadium operations crew. I essentially was a janitor just to be completely transparent. I started out, I picked up garbage after games. I cleaned toilets. I stayed till three in the morning, picking up the stadium, helping set up for other events and other things coming up. I started at rock bottom, you know, but by that, I was able to get my foot in, was able to kind of see some different opportunities there that leveraged an opportunity and ticket sales and, and kind of the rest is history. But um, the moral of the story is, is, you know, it was something unique. It was a different way to kind of stand out. And I'm glad we were able to kind of pioneer you guys to, to kick it off a podcast and continue to get the message out there. I think for us, the big thing was just how can we help other people get to where they want to go? Uh, and I think that's the same message for you guys right now. I think. It's a very, very similar group of people that we're trying to help. Out. So tons of respect for what you guys are doing. And I got a little sidetracked there, but uh, <laughs> definitely respect what you guys are doing. Yeah, I appreciate that, Alex. Uh, I, I was going to get into it. I was like, wow, you know, nice. We can really bond on this podcasting side and you get into, no, actually I was cleaning stadiums. So you really kind of went up me there. I never had to all over the place, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 823 here. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> no, it's, it's good stuff, honestly. And um, yeah, I think really that, you know, podcasting has been something that, you know, obviously I do it here, but I listen to podcasts on my own all the time. Um, you know, so much great knowledge to be able to be had, um, you know, through those. So I really enjoyed getting to uh, listen to some of those, uh, including yours. So um, one other area that I wanted to kind of hit on, Alex, we've really kind of focused in on a lot of the experience that you've had. But of course, we all know in our careers, there's other people that have been there before us that have been able to help us out. And uh, leadership plays a big element to any job that you're going to have, um, you know, at all, but especially in the sports industry, we were talking before we started recording here of just how important it is, especially in the sports industry, since you're going to be working so many hours and being around the same people for a long time, you know, that leadership is really important at the top of an organization. And uh, for you specifically, Alex, you know, Nick Barlage, the president of the business side um, with the Cavs has done an incredible job uh, in his career. And um, he was definitely someone that I was able to get in contact with while I was still a student. And 
um, has been such a great mentor to me. So being able to work with him on a regular basis with the Cavs and, um, you know, seeing the kind of leadership that he puts out there. Um, I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on being able to work with Nick and, um, you know, having such great leadership within your organization. Yeah. It, the people are everything. So you hit on it. Um, you know, Nick is the epitome of that, you know, he, he brings it every single day. I think consistency wise, the energy, the optimism, his message, you know, he brings it every single day. Uh, and, and it really blends down to everybody within the organization. It's from the top. Uh, he's incredible. Again, he, he's somebody that uh, is a lot younger than you'd think. Uh, how he's been able to get to where he is at his age is, is remarkable. You know, uh, but he's somebody that gets to know everybody in the organization and it's genuine. You know, for me, I was somebody that came to the Cavaliers in, in January of, of 2021. Uh, some of the most uncertain times in all of our lives with COVID still kind of at the heart of it. You know, Nick and everybody in the Cavs organization still brought me in, you know, in a time where it was a very limited capacity uh, and a lot of uncertainty. But he brought me in and he's invested in, in me, maybe not me on a day-to-day -day basis, but he's invested in our organization and the people that, that I work with on a daily basis. And that's really what it is for Nick. He's all about the people. Uh, he's one of the most selfless people I've ever met in terms of showering other people with praise, holding people accountable, you know, and is just a, a really, really great person to, to be around. Um, you know, I think for me, like I mentioned, you know, not being with the organization for that long, the fact that he'll come around on the sales floor, slap you on the back, give you a little motivation, knows everybody's name. Like that's just the type of leader he is. And that's kind of, you know, the type of culture that he's instilled. So that was a big reason why I wanted to come to Cleveland. It's something that everybody says on every podcast. The reason they say it is because it's true. It's all about the people, you know, and, and that's really what it is with the Cavs from the top down. So Nick is the man. And the fact that you were able to, interact with him i know we talked about it before we started recording his big times so that's awesome yeah it's uh seems like rk always uh seems to talk to all the high higher ups <laughs> uh, big time. To do it. go right from the top he's a big big guy but um you know i've learned a lot from from rk of course as well as you alex but i'm curious of course to hear what are some things that you want you know listeners to to kind of grasp on early in their careers and what has made you know you successful from being promoted, um, like you said, where you know there's a lot of uncertainty and everything, being able to find success and everything. Yeah, a couple different things. I know I don't know where I was going with the whole scrubbing the toilets <laughs> thing, but this is I wanted to hit on it, guys. Uh, I think it's been instilled in me from from my family at a pretty young age, but just having the you know mentality that no job is too small or beneath you i think at an early age in college or in the industry is is very important we're going to work a lot of hours we're going to do a lot of things that are maybe outside of our job description but the people that really embrace that um you know and attack that with with positivity i think people that are going to stand out um the reason why i said that was you know that was me heading into my freshman year of college that i did that long story short the next summer, I was going to probably do something very similar with the, the Timber Rattlers, the minor league baseball team. They had an intern drop out kind of last minute, and they were scrambling to try to find somebody. And they're like, what about that Alex kid? You know, he's here scrubbing toilets, you know, around the stadium all summer. Obviously, he wants to be here. Like, what about him? Uh, and that led me to being the youngest intern they've ever had, just because I had that mentality of really not having a job that's, that's too small or beneath you. I'm not saying the path to success is be a janitor at a, at a minor league baseball team, but 
having that mentality, you know, I think really kind of helped get me to where I am uh, in, in the short term. So just having that mentality is big. Uh, I think embracing you, uh, embracing your personality. I think the Cavaliers do a really good job of letting you be who you are. I'm a very, very vocal guy. I'm sure people on the sales floor get sick and tired of me talking about being from Wisconsin, but just kind of embracing me and my personality, I think has really helped me. I think everybody sees that. And I think clients and other people in, in our particular role can kind of see when you're maybe not being genuine. So I think just being authentic to who you are is big. I think at the end of the day, uh, kind of finding different ways to differentiate yourself is big. So we are working, you know, in, in reaching out, whether it's the inside sales managers or other unique people. I think one thing that I did that was made different that some people can take with is I used LinkedIn voice messaging with people. It's kind of a newer tendency, but, you know, I, I shoot out a voice message. Kind of was awkward at first, like, who the heck is this guy? Um, but it was a way to differentiate yourself, right? I think a lot of times you're going to reach out to people. They're going to have all sorts of different messages that they're going to get on a day-to-day basis. But if you get a voice memo or if you get a handwritten note, uh, that's something different, right? And then after doing that, I think being strategic to follow up with people and just being consistent with that and, and being somebody that they remember is big. So I don't think that's any maybe new advice in terms of the networking piece, but I think I was able to do different things there uh, with the voice messaging, with the handwritten notes, uh, you know, being unique to me, um, that was able to kind of maybe help put me on the radar as opposed to blending in with others. So those are a couple different things, uh, maybe a long-winded answer, but I hope that's maybe some some different things that people can put in action and, uh, to help them out. Uh, really good feedback on there, Alex. Good thought with the, uh, the, the voice messages. I hadn't thought of that. I, I had heard one tip uh, last semester of sending out like a video email instead of the, the text, uh, you know, regular email. So it's just kind of like those little things that um, you can kind of use to be able to separate yourself. So I liked hearing that. But obviously, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners that are going to kind of want to get in contact with you, Alex. You mentioned the LinkedIn side of things, but um, what would you kind of recommend for some of our listeners who may kind of want to continue the conversation on their own? With you. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm happy to help. Uh, I think all of us have, have been in everybody's shoes. And I think that's the coolest thing for me too, is the different people that I reached out to in my time, you know, were so gracious to give back. I want to do the same. I want to help out. Um, so reaching out on LinkedIn is big. Uh, you guys are more than happy or more than welcome to drop in my email, uh, you know, once you release the episode as well. Absolutely. Happy to get with people there. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't have all the answers. Um, although both all of us have a podcast, we don't have all the answers. <laughs> you are best to, to help out and put people in contact with people who do. So I'd love to help out. I'd love to be a resource. Um, you know, again, like we said, we've been in everybody's shoes. And I think everybody in this industry just ultimately wants to help people succeed. So would love to, you know, be on the other side of those calls and would be honored to help out. Awesome. Great to hear it, Alex. And yeah, definitely a credit to, you know, the sports community, you know, we're just trying to keep it going and helping each other out. So that's what we're all about here on, uh, on front office use. So really, again, appreciate you coming on Alex, our first guest from the NBA. So that was really exciting for us to be able to get that perspective from you and, um, you know, talking about the many different experiences that you've had, um, you know, in your career so far. So we really appreciate it. Definitely for all of our listeners, be sure to continue to tune in to our front office, you podcast for a lot of these different segments that we'll be throwing out on Fridays, uh, you know, come 
coming up. We've got a lot of great guests coming up. If you missed last week's episode, we had Tanner Natsky with the Miami Dolphins on. That was a great episode and definitely shared a lot of great advice in that one. So be sure to check those out. So thank you guys all so much for listening and hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank you.